Hello, Hello and welcome, welcome to, to the tea. My name is T-Rex. Who are you? I am Lucky Stiff. How are you? I'm good. Um, we had Dragon Matinee last night. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It was a busy one. We had Erica Clash. We're going to have an episode with her coming up. Um, it was fucking lit. That's amazing. We got a good night's sleep. <laughs> fresh. We have XYZ tonight with April Carry-On. Um, and yeah, nothing too crazy. That's awesome. I it saw was Blue Lollapalooza. Man Group last night, oh, which nice. was crazy madness. Have you ever seen him before? No, I didn't know. I was so judgy beforehand. I was such yeah. a jerk. Because it's like a tourist it's Commercialized. Trap. But it's yeah. actually really amazing. They have like, to be very fucking talented. They are so, I was like, oh my God, you have to be a clown and a musician and also kind of a trained actor and, and crazy, an acrobat kind of. Crazy stunts, like catch the, um. The marshmallows. The marshmallows in your oh mouth. My God, he yeah. ate like. 13 marshmallows. I was just sitting there the whole time grabbing the person I came yeah. up being like, what the and fuck? And didn't they take it out and like put it in someone's purse? <laughs> they did indeed. Although I, I believe that was a stunt purse. It looked so yeah. new and pretty. It's yeah. like a fake Louis. But they sure as hell stuck a giant marshmallow sculpture in there that came out of his mouth. I love that. It was like halfway down his throat. I was like, oh, sword swallowing. I um, was at a show like a... A year ago, and my and this kid walks up behind me, and he's like Ben, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like Brock Alter, and Brock Alter, who I did theater with when oh I was God. like eleven years old, we were walking out of the Jesse Ware show together, <laughs> and I was like, what do you do now? He's like, well, a couple of things. I work for like an online. Um, they sell like sex tapes for like celebrities, <laughs> and I also work for Blue Man Group. Oh you, my God! Do you want tickets? Sometimes I was like. Yeah, how about this week? And then I went with Tinderoni. Yeah, it's and, so and cool. Um, and so thanks, Brock. <laughs> anyway, Brock, our so hero. So fucking random. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, we are joined by uh, 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 one teabag who's been here a few times and one first timer uh, star first of uh, Camp Wanakiki, which premieres Wednesday. Debbie Fox is here. What's up, everybody? Um, but here, let's get you closer. Oh yeah, sure. Boys Town icon and legend. You've I'm been doing drag for how many centuries? Eight hundred and fifty-six. How many years? Because well, when I I remember meeting you. And I think it was before, it was like when I was starting drag, and it was when Scarlett still had couches, and I met yeah. you and oh my Dita God. Ritz in the back on a couch and was like, oh my God, I see <laughs> Fox and Dita Ritz. <laughs> uh, well, I'm 35 now. I, I, I first dabbled in drag when I was 21, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, the 70s were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time for the gays. <laughs> um, but... Uh, like, so I've, I've been doing it for, I want to say professionally over, definitely over 10 to 12 years. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, that first time that you do drag is, is like, oh, I, I'm going to do drag. I think this is going to be fun. And then, yeah. then it just is a steamroller. Consumes of, your of, life. Yeah, it, it totally does. I was actually thinking about it today while I was in the shower. There's a little visual for you guys. Um, <laughs> that uh, So for, for me, drag, drag happened by accident, total accident. I studied theater for four years. Like, like yeah. did, and I think a lot of us as, yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as queens and kings and performers, we all have this, uh, you know, drive to, to perform and make art. Mm-hmm. And as you grow older, you, you, figure out and you discover oh, your artistic outlet mm-hmm. that yeah. works best for you. Yeah, that's true. And so for me, drag, I never wanted to be a drag queen. I thought I thought that was so weird. But being an actor, you know, doing drag is a great way to yeah. you you create a character mm-hmm. and you and you no get to put what on you these do, costumes. Drag is the plate that you serve it yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. You can so, literally come from anywhere and do fucking anything. Yeah. And that's just how that's so it, right. it's such a good catch all for any talent you have. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's a, it's, a, it's a great springboard to any talent that you have. Like you said, like if you could be a drag queen that eats marshmallows. Right. You could. <laughs> it's or true. You, could, you know, like I, I, I picked up the ukulele recently, which has been a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> I, I get drunk when I come or when I come home from work and I'm, and I'm hammered at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And I play my ukulele. You're hard you can. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, uh, I've been doing drag for over 10 years. Let's say that 12. Yeah. 12. So I've known you for at least probably like, Nine years, eight, nine At years. At least, yeah. yeah that's sure. wild. Um, uh, Cam One and Geeky comes out uh, Wednesday. What can you tell us? It's season two. What can we expect? Season two of Camp One and Geeky. So uh, for those of you that haven't seen Camp One and Geeky, you should immediately go on YouTube right now, watch season one. 
watch our Meet the Queens videos for season two because the production value has elevated for mm-hmm. sure. So that's one thing that you can definitely look forward to. Um, so Camp Wanakiki is this uh, reality drag show competition uh, where they take a group of drag performers and they shove them in the middle of a summer camp (laughs) and they make us do summer camp things. Like there is a rowboat challenge and uh, in season one there was archery. Mm -hmm. So you're watching all these these drag performers in the middle of a forest (laughs) doing, you know, outdoorsy stuff and it's it's, it's quite a hoot. So watch season one of Camp Wanakiki on YouTube um, and then you'll kind of get a feel for what you would, what's in store for season two and without giving away too much, there is, there's a lot happening. Yeah. There's a lot happening. So I was uh, a guest judge on, well, I guess I can't say when, but I was a guest judge. I can't (laughs) say that. And uh, they film it over like five, six days. Yeah, we. So when wow. we when we got oh, it was cast, it was like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally like bugs eating you up. Like, oh yeah, it was a fu- accurate. It was camping. Like I was like not camping, accurate. camping, but I was like this is yeah. dirty. Yeah, we were there. We were there for <laughs> ten days. Ten. Oh, wow. so there were there for season two. Season one only had eight, mm-hmm. and originally they only wanted ten for season two. But apparently, like, the producers, as they were trying to narrow down their cast, Mm -hmm. they all had such similar tastes in all of us. And so Mm -hmm. they're like, well, let's just take all 12. Mm -hmm. So now there's 12 of us on season two. And uh, so it films over 10 days. Mm -hmm. And you are literally in drag Every single day, like every morning, every like morning in the morning, we wake up. We're waking up at five o'clock in the morning. The mm-hmm. sun isn't up. The Ugh. sun is not up yet, uh, and we're waking up at five a.m. and to get in a drag to be ready to film by eight. But of course, with you know the magic of, of of TV, it's like you get ready and it's it's like okay, everybody hurry up and wait. <laughs> you know, so we're we're all standing around in drag and you know eating our pop tarts, <laughs> drinking our coffee, and just just waiting for you know whatever yeah. it is that they're going to throw on us to do for that day. There, uh, they film in a church, like the runway portion. Yeah, it's literally like an old church with no AC, and yeah. everyone is like behind the camera watching on like the pews. And yeah, it's so it was bizarre. It was really fun. It's a fun fact: that it was like camp- raining, and there was like it was up. Oh hill, yeah, and you had to walk up a muddy hill to get to it. There was like, no, there was no like path to get to this church. Yeah. So after the first, I remember after the you will first find day, a path. yeah. <laughs> after the first day, it's like okay, don't wear your heels. Heels to the church, right? So you I'm change into yeah, them. Yeah, I'm literally like God. I was either wearing uh, my gym shoes or my roommate Brian lent me his like <clears throat> what are those big giant rain boots called galoshes? Uh huh. Yeah, I was I'm, I'm like shoving my you know panty hoed <laughs> feet into these galoshes and like trumping through this muddy muddy grass to get to this church. That's so funny. Um, and then you know you kick those off and you put your heels on and you get up on that runway. Uh, really quick though, fun fact, that mm. camp that we filmed that I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's 95th anniversary this year. Oh it's my God. It's been for 95 <laughs> so years. So you're almost so filming that, in a hundred year old church. Yeah, it's People crazy. have definitely <laughs> died in oh, that absolutely. church. There absolutely. There are ghosts hanging from the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, all right. Shall we? <laughs> Um, all right, we are also joined by uh, Tenderoni. Hello, hi. Uh, 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 tea bag, uh, tea of the bag. Tea of the bag, oh, newly bronzed. Triple dipped. What's new with you? Um, I just got back from Boston. Yeah. Uh, You've been fucking traveling so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would been- like to say, I don't know if it's true, but I have <laughs> told myself that you're the most traveling drag king in the world currently. Is that true? Um, I don't know. I don't I really track other drag kings' travel plans, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been traveling quite a lot this year. Um, next In the next two weeks, I'm going to Montreal for Montreal Pride. So cool. Nice. I'm going to be doing this show called yeah. Manspread with Charlie DeVille. So mm-hmm. I need to brush Man's. up on my French. <laughs> I'm like, croissant. <laughs> Pierre, escargot. Exactly. I, I mean, like, uh. they love it when you fuck up. When you try and fuck up, they're just like, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, we were both with uh, Elite Queens, and our contracts just expired. So everyone who was with them, we all just got these giant <laughs> boxes of, we all got our yeah. merch back. Yep. Um, and we're all like, 
this will be like yeah, everyone's like, like oh my permanently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like running through the streets like jumping because I think like we're like officially go. out of contract so they can't hold our stuff hostage anymore mm-hmm. so we're like hostage situation has they give us our stock back and we got like and now so we gotta wild. figure out how to sell it. I know. Like, chapter. here's my two year old merch. Do you want it? I know. Right. I'm just gonna sell everything for like cheap. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do like a blowout. You heard it I'm here sure. first. Oh, yeah. Liquidation sale. <laughs> should just sell it at market days. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, all right. Shall we jump in? I think we should. Would you like me to start? Yes, please. All right. Oh, it's from our old friend Jad from Kalamazoo, who we love dearly. Kalamazoo? This question is mostly directed towards Tenderoni. What is happening? But y'all can chime in if you have info, too. Given that masculine drag doesn't really have the same amount of attention slash resources as femme drag does, Hmm. true, where did you go to learn makeup techniques to masculinize the face? Did you have to invent your own paint slash teach yourself? It's a really thoughtful question. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, hi, Jad. <laughs> I did a show in Kalamazoo with Jad. Um, they're super sweet, and thanks for sending this question. <laughs> as far as the makeup goes, um, when I first started doing drag, I honestly was just like smudging brown stuff on my face. <laughs> but I was like using like you know, my Debbie girlfriend's- does that too. <laughs> <laughs> using my girlfriend's like eyeshadow, like brown eyeshadow. <laughs> But um, honestly, yeah, but you, like, you went to school for. Um, <clears throat> I went to school for like illustration and airbrush yeah. design right. and stuff so like you've that. Got, so you've got like, smart. Yeah, I'm an artist at heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's easier to train a <clears throat> yeah. hand that you know you can pick it up easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But like when I like f- was really getting into drag seriously, and I was like, okay, like I need to like have a legit like face. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of there's actually a really small drag king community, and they have like yeah. a lot of Facebook resources, and they're really helpful. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many drag king like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a huge group. It's called like Drag Kings Unite. And oh yeah, I'm in that group. Yeah, there's like so many. Lesbians are all about like <laughs> coordinating. <laughs> and it's like everyone's like super nice and thoughtful on there. But like the two main people who were really helpful with makeup was Damien Deluxe, mm-hmm. who's he is a drag king from um, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, and he has a really good um, tutorial on YouTube. And his stuff is like really graphic, so it's like a good. For me, it was a good starting point because it was really easy, almost like paint by numbers, and mm-hmm. then you can kind of evolve your face from mm-hmm. there. That's cool. So what I did was like look into him, and then obviously like Landon Sider is like yeah. one of the one hundred percent like dog. more seen drag kings, and his paint Dragula. is always <laughs> Dragula. Congrats! Yeah. Yeah. I remember being at <laughs> nightgowns totally. in LA for DragCon, and you and I were sitting there just like, oh my god, it's yeah. Landon Sider. And I was just like looking at the two of those faces and being like, how can I apply this to myself? Mm-hmm. Um, I also just look at drag queens too. It's just a lot of my technique is just um, trying to see how people techniques that people use, and then just like trying to apply it to myself. I do like that you use blush now. Like you do mm-hmm. things that like not a lot of kings do, and because you can tell you're like raised by drag queens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's I'm like, true. I found looks- myself like I'm like I need to put because a lot of drag king makeup is like just like brown, so yeah. it's like it's yeah. very dull sometimes. And I'm not, so I was like, let me add some also blush. Like yeah, really over the top. There's <laughs> nothing that I haven't seen you in that hasn't been like super colorful or like yeah. completely rhinestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might be a king, but you were definitely you're definitely yeah. Still that's queens. why I always say like. Do you uh, have like a like a drag king dad? How does that drag, work? Yeah, yeah. A drag dad. T Rex. Right? <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have any like drag king like drag king like yeah. parents. But like the first drag king I ever saw was Dusty Balls, mm-hmm. and like oh my seeing, gosh, yeah. and I was actually this is like before Trey even worked. I was filling in for Abby stage managing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I stage managed a show that Dusty Balls was in, and I was like, uh, this is kind of dope. Like yeah. I never like saw it in person, and I was like, this is cool. Like to see the flip side of like drag. Yeah, I and Dusty has Dusty such Balls. a specific personality yeah. yeah like I feel like the thing that you and Dusty have in common is you really know your references like yeah, Dusty yeah. is such a like leisure suit Larry like <laughs> yeah. Atlantic yeah. City hustler <laughs> kind of character yeah, yeah. and you got that like super specific 90s thing yeah. going yeah. on like it's so helpful when somebody has a really clear idea of like who they're yeah. portraying yeah. or parodying and, and or it, whatever it, 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 it helps the public also identify you because mm-hmm. uh, then you don't look like everybody else and you definitely yeah. right. stand out. You I like, like your face. I like when you say that like you're a drag queen but you're also just a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Tenderoni is a fag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you're, sure. you're more feminine in drag than you are I otherwise. Am. Yep. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this. I forget. I think I was talking to Trey about it. It's like um, I think that something that can um, kind of like hold up drag king so many times and and 
get in the way of their success is the fact that um, like they try to do machismo like yeah, oh yeah the, it's like mm-hmm. such and, a narrow view of masculinity yeah but also um, that's uncomfortable to watch in any aspect like when you see kids in high school trying to like yo what a, you know trying <laughs> yeah. to yeah. put on this fake I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. if that I don't give a fuck because you know drag is all about I give a fuck like I yeah. put in every you know everything but drag Kings can sometimes get stuck in that, like, you know, that, like, lazy wife beater thing. (laughs) It's true. And I think what I love about yours is that it's so flashy Mm -hmm. and that it's specific and you don't get caught up in that. Not to say that, you know, you you have to be. Yeah, you're like, you're definitely like the prince of the dress. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm just, when I uh, perform, I try to apply the same rules. Like, when I go to a show, what do I want to see? Right. So, like, what I want to see in the performance, I apply to myself. Right. (laughs) Bobby Brown. Like, that doesn't have to be everyone. I think there's a time in a place for certain yeah. looks and like certain things totally. but I just like try to switch it up a, li- yeah. a little bit yeah well you're very comfortable on stage you just, just look like, like you're supposed to be where you are mm-hmm. one thing I cannot do is be serious <laughs> what no you I'll like, read it I'll be too like you'll be like recording me when I'm in the show and I'm like trying to be serious I'm like <laughs> turn around to smile you can hear like the <laughs> <laughs> I, like, exactly. I wish y'all could have seen the face that Tender just pulled just now I literally almost spit all over this microphone <laughs> Oh, you're so yeah. goofy. Um, do you remember, Debbie? Do you remember speaking of makeup like back in the day, like when I was trying to learn, like <laughs> only drag tutorial? Like, if there was any tutorial, it was just like girls putting on light makeup, like yeah. not wearing the kind of Kardashian shit that girls wear today, which I fucking, you know, I prefer that. Um, uh, but it was like Misty Maven was like the only I one. Do and she would Misty. show you how to tuck, how to do your eyebrows, how to shave correctly, how to do every fucking thing. She was like the only resource. Wow. She yeah. was like a superstar to Absolutely. so many of us, yeah. you know. And like Misty, did she moved to Chicago? She lives f- like in the burbs. Yeah. yeah, she like she lived. She was from here, then moved to New York, and her her drag tutorials really were a big help for me as oh, well. Yeah. I don't have. I don't really have a drag mom. Yeah, me um, neither. I'm. And, I definitely say that YouTube is like, my drag mother. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like we learned, you know, based on you know, as we're developing these characters, what we saw other people doing and you you kind of like, oh, I like the way that this person mm-hmm. does their eyes. Mm-hmm. I like the way that this person does their lips. And then you kind of, you know, yep. you make, you you make, you know, who you yeah. are. Yeah. Again, but yeah, Misty Maven was was a huge, huge help for me. Oh, that's yeah. for damn sure. So it was also, all we had. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. someone coming over to your house and helping you, that was <laughs> right, a yeah. entire yeah. resource. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight Sitting next ago. to people and painting with oh, them right. and, like, looking at them and seeing what yep. they're doing is the, the best way to learn. Like, even better than YouTube, honestly. Yeah. I look back and I, on like pictures of me from like six years ago, and I'm like, okay, kimchi like mm-hmm. told me to do that. I like that, but then I didn't know how to do it, so I ended up looking like that. <laughs> I used to have and a really then, harsh Trixie Mattel like yeah. yeah, I tried that for a while. Uh, yeah, I had the the McDonald arch eyebrows. Oh yeah, it's like it's literally just like a boop. Yeah, yep. just an arch. The uh, more I eyebrow drag, journey. the straighter and straighter my eyebrows get, and thinner they're getting yeah. thinner and mm-hmm. pointier. So they'll just like <laughs> disappear <opposite>. completely. <laughs> yeah. Mine are getting thicker. thicker. Ah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. All right, shall we? I think we should. All right, this is from uh, October Fist from Glasgow. International tea bag. Oh, uh, international smile. Uh, what advice would you give a queen who books shows in smaller in a smaller scene to add more diversity? Uh, e.g. <clears throat> example, <laughs> uh, the percentage of POC in my city is much lower than most American cities, and tight budgets mean we can't regularly hire queens from out of town. Do you have any suggestions on how to try and reach out to find more diversity amongst our performers? Thank you. Yeah. That's a really good question. I feel like part of that is you have to grow your scene. Like, I think a lot of times, and I, I can only speak from my personal experience, like thinking that I wasn't allowed to be a drag performer because you know I'm an AFAB person and I didn't understand how that would work mm-hmm. but like somebody had to like take me under their wing and be like yo you can do this too or you have to see the example there's like only two ways to do it yeah either you see on stage somebody like you and think oh I can do that I'm allowed or somebody tells you and nurtures you. Yeah. And so if you're not seeing that kind of scene growing like maybe you're one of the people that should lift yeah. that up and try to make it happen. Uh, Tinder, you have kind of created shows with a lot of drag kings, and uh, and you did Snack Attack, which mm-hmm. was like majority POC, uh, all POC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. What do you think about this? I mean, I think if you're trying to find um, people of color in your city, but you can't, I think a way of creating a show is this can work against you. This can work for you. Is creating theme shows because mm-hmm. that brings people out of the woodwork sure. that you would never that's true. know. Like, so if you do a theme show it's like '90s or like a specific mm-hmm. movie or like something that's like sure, because if it's just a drag show, no one's gonna know. Like, okay. oh, I want to go to that. Yeah. But if yeah. it's like specifically like a like a um, like Michael Jackson or if yeah. it's like something else it's gonna bring people out of the mm-hmm. woodwork that wouldn't just come to a That's regular a, a drag show but so at the kinda... same time don't put like five <laughs> white drag things exactly. as Michael Jackson don't oh, do that yeah. <laughs> but um, just I guess try to come up with like some kind of genre that's gonna bring people out that are not normally coming to all of the shows. And put it on the internet. Yeah, they oh, promote. You. promote. Yeah. I think the, 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 the things that you two just said are like kind of coinciding <clears throat> because when you when you build when you start to build your own scene that you're creating a, a, like a family yeah. almost you know what I mean and when you create these theme shows there might be somebody in the audience that sees it mm. and then might not be doing drag right now but gets yeah. inspired mm-hmm. yeah, that's what happened and to me. then it's yeah you know then it's gonna blow up mm-hmm, I think that's sure. fantastic this question was like I was like. I was not looking forward to it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I did not know where to go with that, but mm-hmm. I think that you yeah. that you two answered it perfectly. The way that I go about making sure there's diversity in my shows, uh, and I started this a few years ago when we had way less POC in the scene just mm-hmm. because Boys Town is so white. Like yeah. Most of the people that live there, most people that go there are white. Um, I mean, but there's obviously people of all sizes and shapes and colors, Mm -hmm. but I had to go to, and I've said this on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. I had to go to the girls who already worked in the show who live on the south side, live on the west side, and said, give me five names of people Mm -hmm. from your part of town. And and then I would just kind of follow them, pay attention to them, and say, you know, let's give this person a shot. Let's give this person a shot. You have to really ask the people Mm -hmm. from the outskirts, places that you don't get to go to. And I don't have a car. I can't get out there. Like I can't go to a show where they have on Saturday nights. I can't go to that. I can't do that. So you have to ask. And yep. you, have to, mm-hmm. you have to do the research. You have to put in research and, and look around. Yep. Ask. Ask. For sure. And that doesn't... Well, you know, there's definitely um, people who throw shows and and say like POC to the front when they're, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. there's a... Can't hurt. Yeah. There's a, a, a smaller show for girls that are uh, like under 21. Mm-hmm. Well, all performers, and they in their mission statement, it's always POC to the front. They will mm-hmm. always get the first positions. That's you know, if that's what you're trying to do, fucking do it. Yeah, for sure. There's ways you can make yeah. it happen. Yeah. We we Although I don't live in Glasgow, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like none of us live that's, there. We don't know what your demographic exactly. don't, makeup is. I don't know what the is, scene but... is like there. I don't know what the demographic is there. Yeah. Or. Well, Glasgow people tweet at us. Yeah. You have resources. Like, truly, if anybody is listening in Glasgow and you have resources, like, tweet at us and let us know. Yeah. We can connect y'all. And good on you for paying attention to that in, in a place that might not be as diverse anyways, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah, I'll do the next one. Yee. A little bit closer to home. Synthetic from Indiana. <laughs> I know you are all yeah, great at hosting Europe. gigs. Yes, yes. Do you know that? <laughs> but how is it for you all to get so comfortable with speaking in front of large groups of people? Has it always been easy for you or no? Hmm. Any advice for performers who want to host shows but are too scared to? Fun fact, I have terrible, terrible stage fright and have had terrible stage fright my entire life. How do you get Like over crippling. Um, I spend, I always, not when I'm hosting necessarily, but... Yeah, this too. I always make sure that I go out into whatever space I'm hosting or I like stand somewhere where I can hear the crowd and the people for a while and I like let my body get used to it. Because otherwise, like you go out on stage if you've been hiding in a basement or a dressing room and you get like Mm -hmm. smacked with the energy of all of these people and you're just like, oh fuck. And then your fight or flight response starts. (laughs) So like you got to give yourself time to acclimatize like somewhere safe or backstage or you go out and you say hi to the people. It's the same reason you like sip a little drink before you go out. I was going to say the best way to do it is booze. Yeah. <laughs> Give me tequila. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I definitely do that a little bit. But some of you out there may be sober and maybe don't do that. So, like, I'm giving you, like, my high school theater, like, how yeah. I got over my stage I'm, fright like, advice. I still am not comfortable it's on so my It's so scary. <laughs> it's really scary. I'm really good, like, a, in a casual environment, just, like, talking back and forth. But, like, when it's like, okay, introduce this person, I'm like, 
Hi. <laughs> so I try to pay attention to two. I think you're good on the mic. I try. I just like started hosting that Mary Contrary show and yeah. Hamburger Marys. And they're like, oh, you have to do all this. And I was like, what? It's, just, it's totally just like any other skill, too. Like, you really have to do it a lot before you feel comfortable. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you were not comfortable the first couple of times you were on the mic. Probably no. more or than us. I still go yelling in and really out. Loud. You still yeah. have times where you walk up. I mean, last night there was like a very brief second where I was just. Uh, you know when you kind of disassociate when you're somewhere? No, I don't know about that at all. <laughs> but, like, you know, so much of it is really faking it. Yeah. And I just remember having a moment where I just couldn't connect to the audience, and I just kind of, you know, your, your life flashes before your eyes, <laughs> yep. and you're like, get into this moment right now, <laughs> like, look around. Right, like, you have no choice because Berlin, it's just you up there in yeah, front of them. And, and, but you, Nobody's you, going to save you. you. let them see you sweat. You just have to keep doing it until it feels natural. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally just fake it until you make it. Yeah. Right. Um, but you, it will still hit you at moments, and you just have to make sure you just keep that stupid-ass smile <laughs> in your face <laughs> and don't let them know that you're fucking, you have no idea what's going on. I don't know who's next, and I forgot everything. <laughs> and I... I and the music's not working. Yeah, I've done this show every week for five years. I can't remember the fucking format all of a sudden. It's just like a weird panic that will always hit you, but you have to be prepared to. Mm-hmm. I'm always that. nervous in new spaces. Yes. If I, yes. Like if I haven't performed or, or hosted in a space and for, you know, for people like us, when we, when we're, you know, hosting a benefit show or something yeah. in a, in a, in a bar or a place that we're not right. normally there. You've just it, walked in the back door of a yeah, hotel exactly. and they're going to send you it's to a ballroom. So, so weird. Um, one of my biggest things though, whenever I'm working at any bar doing any show is I, you know, it's, it's always okay to have a clipboard or a piece of paper. Yeah. Cause that means you are in charge of something yeah. yes. and, and you're doing something and it's and also it's having okay a prop gives it. you something to hide behind. Absolutely. Mm. Cause I love going into a situation where I don't know anyone and getting a large iced coffee before uh. I walk <laughs> in and it gives you something to hold on to cause it makes you feel more comfortable. Do yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah it's, for a, sure. it's a thing like, well for us it's normally a glass of, it's a glass of, of martini. Yeah, yeah. Martini. Having Martinis a clipboard are, makes you kind of, it just relaxes yeah. you a little cause it makes you feel like, it, it gives you that weird authority, that yeah. camp counselor vibe. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. On that clipboard too, like if I'm going into a, if I'm performing at a bar or hosting a, an event at a bar or something that I've never been to before, uh, one of the things that I always ask is, uh, who's uh, who's your staff today? Mm-hmm. What are the names of your bartenders? Yes. Mm. Uh, what is what's the name the of your spe- door guy? What are your special, specials? Yeah. Is there anything like yeah. what's happening tomorrow? Because if do you, we have any sponsors? Yeah, you have. Who's selling yeah, coke exactly. in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Oh my god, Debbie just went right red. Said a name out loud. But uh, yeah, like you know, being involved with with the staff definitely helps. And if you if you trip up on something, then you can say, you know, I hope you guys are taking care of so and so because they're working really hard for you behind the bar, and yeah. and they'll cheer for that. Yeah, and absolutely. it gives you a moment of of brief like. All right, what can I think of while they're clapping? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, you've just hit them with a punch moment, and so they can then do their call and response, and that gives you a moment. Of, right, to, it, sync, it synchronizes everybody in the bar in a really wonderful yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, I've got my so uh, you know I uh, shameless self promotion here. Um, <laughs> I host Tat Tuesday and oh, yeah. we play uh, every Tuesday, and my friends always make fun of me because they know exactly what I'm going to say <laughs> when I'm going to say it. <laughs> And that's the thing. It's I'm that, Debbie Fox. I never heard of me either. Uh, my name is Debbie mm. Fox, and I've never heard of me either. <laughs> it's like and they know, but that you know, for me, that's what I just found that works. It's informative, yeah, and it, it gets the point across. Mm-hmm. And then you know, after your shtick, yeah, it's it's the shtick for the first you know hour or so, and then because this party lasts four or five hours, yeah. yeah. So after so after the first hour, once everybody knows where they're at and what they're doing, right. you're swimming in the same yeah, direction, exactly. and, and then get we get a little boozy, and right. then we can start, you yeah, know, loosen into yeah. it, yeah, for sure. My tried and true like response to this is always go out and fucking introduce yourself to as many people yes. as possible, if get only them on your for side. the for the reason to get them on your side, mm-hmm. and like even if you don't feel like it, that will relieve your anxiety so much. For Sure. And I go out and people look at me like I'm crazy half the time, but, but I'll go to every group of people in the room and go, hi guys, show's about to start and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I always say people have like two responses to drag queens. They never say like, oh, she was fine. They say she was, ev- she was fucking evil or she was <laughs> the nicest person I've ever met in my entire mm-hmm. life. So go out and just like 
break that for them. And then by the time you hit the stage, they will already kind of be like relaxed and see you as a positive figure mm-hmm. and not as a scary drag queen. They'll be and, like, oh, our old friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I say on the mic, don't be afraid to smile because yeah. so many of us, I mean, we want to be like, you know, ripping people and, you know, all this stuff. But if you smile, it really helps a joke settle in easier, especially if you are being mean. Um, But it it helps you, it helps the audience know that you come, you know, that you're, you're, you're not, I, I I don't like when a, a host if like say an audience isn't quieting down, I hate when they're like, shut up, shut up. Like I absolutely think you have to come at them very friendly, even if you don't fucking mean it and they're so irritating and they're, you know, total idiots. You have to, Smile your ass off. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. too, because they will they will become the audience that you want them to be if you just project that you are comfortable and this is fine and you're smiling. If you make fun of yourself right off the bat, yeah, it's gonna that's, make it so much. That's why my name is Debbie yeah. Fox and I've never heard of me either. Yeah. That joke the lands so yeah, it Boom. lands every time. Yeah, because I, if I make fun of myself, I, you're you know you're, you already know what you're getting exactly. You know you're, you are. you're putting yeah. your guard down and 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 it makes it easier for people to accept whatever it is yeah. that you're selling. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then you can make fun of everybody else after you make fun of yourself <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah. Make people <laughs> laugh at, at you. And it's it's okay to be laughed at if you have control of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do we have any specific advice outside of that? I feel like we did some good things, which is like go into the space as early as you can and like have somebody show you around. The most panicked I ever get is when I don't know how to get to or from the stage, which has happened at a couple of gigs yeah. where I show up and nobody tells me how. Mm-hmm. And how I'm turn just like wandering on. around looking like, <laughs> yeah, how to turn the mic on. Different mics. Simple I thing. still <laughs> encountered new ways to turn a mic on. I'm like, where are you getting these mics? <laughs> right. They're weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this? A fucking uh, uh, hook and like I don't understand. Yeah, where is the? There's no way to turn this on. Right. Figure out where you're going, where the dr- bathrooms are. When somebody yeah. tells you where the bathroom is right away, I instantly feel more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like, it, who do I talk to if something goes wrong? Yeah. Like, who's in charge of troubleshooting for me, so that you can just be like, so and so, help. Go do that thing and then continue. You know, doing the show that you do. Find your backup. Find your exit points. Get a little yeah. drink in you and calm down. A lot of us come from a theater background too, but T, you've taken classes. You've taken improv classes, a lot. haven't you? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, that helps. That I'm sure oh, has yeah. helped. Well, <laughs> <laughs> improv is a scam. <laughs> Don't get caught up in it. I mean, take as many classes as you want, but it's also a scam and they try to take your money and there's no money in comedy. So, yeah, don't think you're going to get famous because of improv classes. Yeah, freaking seduce a scream. <laughs> but um, uh, it's, it's true. But, um, you know, I took a lot of classes when I was little. So, but yeah, just take them, but don't think you're going to be an improv star because they're scamming a lot of people. It'll help you roll right. on your feet, though, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. You're not oh. going to be on SNL. No. <laughs> All right, shall we? Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is my weekly takedown of. I know City. you're really about that life. <laughs> it's Second City. It's, <laughs> I think it's, it's a you, lot though. of money. Okay. Um, okay. This is Caramel Deville. Tea of the bag. Tea of the bag. Um, she says. <laughs> okay. Well, she's trying to start her own storyline. She says, "Sipper of the tea here." No. Right. No. Right. You're a tea bag. Calm okay. down. She okay. didn't want to say tea bag. <laughs> right. I don't blame her. Um, she's got I dignity. Didn't say it. Um, uh, how long were you a quote bookable performer before you <laughs> asked slash were asked by a venue for your own show or event? Oh, like a year. Year. Yeah. Uh. What do you think, Debbie? I mean, when when I started doing drag, the the scene was was different than it is now. That's for sure. Um, How so? Would you say? Well, you had. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you had shows like the High Drag Review, and and yeah, people people that were running the shows. It was more about the way you looked mm. and not so much about the what you're bringing to the stage oh, I that's guess interesting. um i i remember like working at spin and i was scheduled to work the door and i had just showed up in drag to work the door mm-hmm. and the manager loved it yeah and so then they started paying me to yeah. be the door whore and and you know take the money yeah. out the door and then and whatnot. So you um, took an opportunity. I took an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just showed up in drag, and they're like, "This is kind of awesome." Um, also, 
after I won Miss Roscoe's, literally 10 years ago, this is my 10-year anniversary of winning Miss Roscoe's. Holy oh, my God. <laughs> 2009. Wow. So after I won Miss Roscoe's. the 40s, right? <laughs> God, you're a real piece of shit. 2009 was the 40s. But after I won Miss Roscoe's is when I actually started getting booked mm-hmm. elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, you had your own show at Scarlet then, like, I mean, yeah. You know, starting up. Yeah, that was like probably 2012 or 13, because that probably ended like four years ago. Yeah. What? Tranquismos Wanted? Yeah. Yeah. I did the last one. Wow. You were sick, and Aww. Dixie was hosting. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't remember that. It was like my second show. Wow. That you went to. Wait, you performed in it? Yeah. I did like the at Berlin. Talking, it was when you brought it to Berlin. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm talking about the one at Scarlet. Oh, yeah, I never yeah, yeah. did. Like, my You're like, it died at Scarlet yeah. and it was never resurrected. I went to the last I I like, the alien show. one. It died the at the alien one. Oh, the one alien one. To. It died at Scarlet. We tried to bring it to Berlin. That it was like second like, Becky. It didn't quite work. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work. No. Um, and then we essentially turned it into plot twists. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's now yeah. thriving. But yeah, what do you think? How long were you? Oh, we have champagne. Yay. Oh, Trey. Thanks, Trey. Oh, oh look at that. <laughs> All that right. means it's time for us to tell you that if you would like to become a champagne sponsor, you can Venmo us at the Tea Podcast. Wow. And we will say your name. Which I will do right now for the people who are very generous this, this week. First person is because it is sketchy. It is such a combination of names this week, truly. Yes. To for see me. my mother's name <laughs> next, to, <laughs> next to Damaged Bottom is wow. truly, it and changed then the, me. Yeah, it's true. We've got Sue's Damaged Bottom. And charity. Uh, So honestly, it's a whole mix of folks this time around. Thank you all so much. We love you very much, and you're getting us drunk today. Not do this podcast without champagne. My Mm. mom messaged me yesterday to say, I gave you $20 (laughs) for your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Also, over the week, me and my mom have been talking like more than normal. And um, over the week, she's uh, pitched me about three different shows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's the star of all of them, which is really strange. Uh, She's a queen. Another idea. Yeah, I come to Chicago and I'm you put me in drag. Like, okay, I'm starting to notice a trend in all of these shows. Anyway, mom is a superstar. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, Charity. Thanks, thanks Damaged Bottom. Mom, don't listen to that last. <laughs> Anyways, um, what were you saying? Sorry. Oh, how long was I? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I did Snack Attack, which is like my true like baby of yeah. a show. Mm-hmm. It was like two years. I mean, that's also just because I'm not, I wasn't comfortable being on a mic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't really, I think in the scene right now, I don't think it really has to do with being bookable. I think it has to do with having a good idea for a show and having an yeah. audience Because there's it. so many fucking ideas exactly. going on. There's so many shows. I think if you have a good idea and you have the audience for it and you put good performers in it and you're just like confident. And in not you just do. your friends because they're your friends. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like have a good, well-rounded show. I think, I don't think it really has to do with like the time frame of... Yeah, yeah, it's true. You could have ideas as early or as late in your career as you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've been doing drag for eighty-two years, thirties, uh-huh. I believe. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> and and you know, the, and some people are like, there's a new drag queen born every day that is coming out of the woodwork. And yeah. I was like, I look at this person, I'm like, damn, bitch, mm. you are gorgeous. Mm. Or it's like, damn, I, you know, I see this performance uh, specifically at Crush Landing. And I'm I I'm like whoa I I get inspired I'm like yeah. mm-hmm. and they come out of nowhere yeah absolutely yeah yeah you can be killer at any age is the lesson of this podcast <laughs> and Vogue's yearly age issue <laughs> <laughs> I forget what I was gonna say <laughs> you're doing amazing. oh I was gonna say don't don't be afraid all of you out there who want your own show don't be afraid to go to the people like me people like Tender mm-hmm. or any any mm-hmm. of us yeah like we can probably help. Uh, it may not be immediately. It, it may be just referring you to someone else. Mm-hmm. But like, my door is always open. Mm-hmm. Berlin is always asking me, okay, what show should we start next? You, and I have like a good record of starting shows. So don't be afraid to like go mm-hmm. to people like me and and Tinder and and Lucky and Debbie and just say, 
what do you think about this? And then we can help you bring it to maybe replay or yeah, or maybe you know Hydrate Berlin or, or Hydra. Yeah. yeah, there there's, are there's, spaces. There Use are, your connection. There are spaces for and, sure, and mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask because closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. and uh, there's a lot of people that do get more opportunities than others um, because they aren't afraid to pipe up, and it's they true. aren't always the best people for mm-hmm. the job. Mm-hmm. You know, there's tons of people that I think are unqualified for what they have. <laughs> I'm, I'm Right here, yeah. <laughs> uh, just because they aren't afraid to ask yeah. over and over and over. I mean, there's tons of people who are just like, mm-hmm. "Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me." You know, that's true. That's such a hard thing to. I find that so difficult. I'm very yes. much like, "Let me sit here and just like someone will notice that I'm doing good work and talk." But you can't do that. Like you just can't. I we just had we just had low tie on on. Uh, this will come out in a couple. That'll come out in a couple weeks. And I went to low tie on because low tie on is. So so talented and hilarious, mm-hmm. but she is shy yeah. and she is very well mannered and just so nice and mm-hmm. afraid to like piss people up. Just afraid yeah. to like, she doesn't want to impose on anyone. And I said, I need you to be bolder. Like, I need you to not be afraid to just go out there. And she was like, Well, then what about like putting me in plot twist? Would you put me in? And I was like, Okay, let's make it. I was like, let's do it. I need you to go to people and do more of that. And I said, I want you to come out tonight and I want you to shake more hands because she's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just don't want you to get bogged down by your own wanting to be polite. It's really hard. You can still be polite and be more out there, you know? She's just so sweet. Her concepts are so She's funny. Brilliant. (laughs) I was like, you are gonna you she's already hitting this year. I was like, this is your fucking year. I need you to like it's like that perfect thing like taking like what's hot in pop culture right now and then like dragging like putting it together. Yeah. She's killing it, man. Yeah. I was like, just don't let your own anxieties like Mm -hmm. yeah. That's such good advice. Yeah. And it you know, yeah. If you're nice and you have good manners, people are gonna vibe with you anyways so that's true don't worry all right is it me oh great i'm so excited i, I feel very brooks. honored that i get <laughs> yeah, to read icon i'm so honored that i get to read this next question oh gosh mama Sue's from mary berry usa Ma- oh god that's a place oh my god Sue's is my queen <laughs> no, she's just writing stuff when did you realize <laughs> when did you realize you had the gift of entertainment and has Ooh. it changed your life oh my ah, god. what about you deb uh well uh my mom loves to tell a story that when I was like two, two or something, I don't know, she bought me a little keyboard for Christmas and uh, I just started playing music on it by, by ear. Um, I, I always wanted to be a star. I mean, I always wanted, not, not necessarily famous, but I knew that I wanted to be entertained an entertainer. Yeah. You know that's Very. exactly how Elton John started too. I'm not <laughs> oh surprised. my god, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he sat down at a the little El- piano. The Elton John of Pamela Kiki. Yeah. yeah. Debbie Bob. Um, Kiki's own Debbie John. <laughs> Debbie John. <laughs> um uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You just you have you have something inside of you. You know. Yeah. It's weird. Right now. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> later. <laughs> later. Uh, later. I don't know. It's there. There's. Everybody has a talent in, yeah. one, in, in one one way or another in something, whether mm-hmm. it's and, – and some of them are untapped too. Like yeah. some people don't even realize like, oh, I'd be probably really good at playing guitar or right. I'm mm-hmm. probably a really good singer because everybody is – If you don't so, try. Yeah, everybody's so focused on, you know, a cookie cutter type of yeah. job or like process of going to school and things like that. And it is frowned upon – for a lot of people to study the yeah, arts, the arts, because yeah. it's not, yeah, know, as lucrative, um, you know, as you as you get older. But I don't know. And you have to surround yourself with people that make you want to find the things that you like, and don't like look down on you for those things, and like actually like pull them up and celebrate them and, and push you to the front for it. And you know, yeah, you have to surround yourself <clears throat> with those people, not the ones going. I don't know that. <laughs> Can you pay your bills with that? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how do you know? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I know yours. I mean, I was crazy ever since I was yeah. little. Uh, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I was out. Your family used to like put you up yeah. on the table at the. I was always like, like <laughs> the family out. parties, yeah, there was always like a circle, and they're like, get you now, go inside. And I was always like dancing and like. How old? How old? <laughs> when I was probably like, when I was like from 10 to like 14, I was always like. <laughs> Dancing in a circle. Oh my, God. my parents are always like, 
<laughs> like being drunk with their friends are like getting up and they're like, oh, go, go, come. And I'm just like dancing in the middle of the circle to like all Pinocchio. these like drunk people. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my what, God. What, did they have special songs they would request? Well, my parents are like, Raised me on hip hop, so it was like always like, which is why I had like a lot of 80s stuff. It was always like 80s, like Africa Mambada, like all like freestyle yeah. music, like all like popping and locking music. And I was always like, <laughs> like doing all the, I really wish I was, like, you could all see dancing. this right now. I would like break dance in a circle in front of like all my like dad's friends. Oh my god! And then when I was in high Do school, you have any I videos like, of that? I no. <laughs> There's a video yeah. on YouTube of me and my high school, um, oh <laughs> in my, my high school god. talent okay. show. We're find <laughs> it. Can we post this on yes. Instagram? Yes. Yes. I was in high school. I was like doing all Michael Jackson impersonation. I, I was crazy. Like, so I went to like a really hood school. <laughs> I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts, <laughs> which is kind of the hood. And <laughs> I went to a trade school too. So I really wish that I had opportunity to like be in theater, like be in the arts, but we just didn't have those kind of programs because like when you're like in school with this type of like, I don't know, like <laughs> people like the theater is frowned upon. Like that's gay. Like back then, you know, yeah. it's like that's yeah. corny. Like, oh yeah, you're like Absolutely. what are you doing? Like that's corny. So like we didn't we didn't have enough people that were interested in theater to yeah. even have like a theater class or anything wow. like that. So it was just like all the creative kids were in the Anime graphic club. design. Or like yeah, like <laughs> art the weird art kids and yeah. like. I remember when we had a talent show, I was like, oh, I'm doing Michael Jackson. Like, my old concert would let me, like, dance on the table in, in school. Like, I was doing, like, I had an airbrush jacket that had Michael Jackson of on the back. Of course you did. <laughs> who, would, who would encourage that? My high school counselor, his name was, oh, my God, Mr. Mitchell. Mr. So he Mr. Would, Mitchell, would, you are a star. So he would, like, set it up your so that you so could it was perform like, at, like, It was, lunch. like, first lunch and second lunch. Second lunch was always for, like, the people who were in their trade classes because there was, like, classes for academics and then class for trade. And then he was like, okay, second lunch. You're gonna do it. Bring your boombox, and I would bring my boombox. Yo, so he set up an impromptu show out exactly. of nowhere. And like, he did he have oh my to God, like fucking star? Did he have to like ask someone to no. do it, or he was like, no, just come and do it? Yep. And then like, like he <laughs> fucking scammed you a show for second lunch. And I had my boombox, and I was like, okay, put Billy Jean on, and I was oh like, Billy Jean. And I was always like dancing, and I'm like, oh, Michael, Michael Jackson, Michael. And like, I was like, I'm Puerto Rican, but I'm very white passing. Like, I look like kind of ambiguously. Same. So like, uh, I went to like a majority of a black school, so. Every time we would have like dance battles, they're like, "You have the secret weapon because you look white." So um, they would hide me in the back, and then they would like put me out, and, like secret weapon, and then they would like, come out, like do like the oh moonwalk and dance. Oh my god! I would wish, win. I wish I could see you in high school. I remember we were like, "Where were these dance flags. battles?" Six Flags. We always hey, not from Springfield, Mass. So like, you just uh, got Six Flags New six England flags. was like twenty minutes away from my hometown. So like, we would always have class trips to Six Flags. Oh my god! And they would Where? have like, <laughs> Where would they have them at? Six Flags. So they would have, like, you know how they have the fields where they have, like, concerts and stuff? Yeah. yeah. They would have just have DJ set up there, and we would just what? be there for, like, our school. Man, like, I went to such a and we would, stuffy like, ass be, like, school. dancing, like, Missy Elliott. Fucking <laughs> dance battles like, twerking. instead of going like, on Raging Bull. <laughs> exactly. I love or just, like, that. dance this battles. Like, it was hilarious. I remember one time I was, like, dancing Missy Elliott, Loose Control, and I passed out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Too hot. How have you never control. told this story <laughs> before? It was hilarious. How long were you out for? It was like 10 minutes. I was just like, what the hell? Everyone was like, yo, you gotta get up, you gotta get up. (laughs) One time I was walking downstairs at Scarlet in the basement when I used to work there, and I was walking and I hit a pole. And I I woke up and I have no idea to this day if it was within seconds or if I was down there for like at least 10 minutes. That's so scary. Well, after my concussion, that's when I became serious. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. brain damage. Um, So, yeah. Wow. It was a wild ride. Then I went to college and it kind of became dormant because I was like, I'm in college. And then I worked retail and I killed my life. And then I moved here. And people don't know in <laughs> wow. college your history of exactly. Billie Jean. So then I moved they here. They don't know you from second lunch. Uh, exactly. And I like, started going to drag matinee every weekend and became your friends with you. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, like, this is my new second lunch. <laughs> crash landing was your second lunch. Yeah, for exactly. sure. That. Yeah, now we got oh my gosh, That's so cool, though, that you went through this whole like journey of like everything getting squashed and you being like, well, I guess that was high school and it's over now. Yeah. And now it's fucking back. I love that. What a redemption story. <laughs> Did right? you ever think that you would be on stage? 
like no. uh, my like, mom was always like, oh, I want you to be famous. Like my mom used to, you know, when they had the show, what's the guy making the band? And yeah. they would have like, yeah. oh, my mom brought me to like auditions mm. for that to go like, and I did like a freestyle rap. <laughs> and then I did like, I danced to Missy Elliott. I remember I had like a brown velour outfit and I like of dyed my shoelaces to match the uh, You were a drag <laughs> performer and I was, like, from yeah. the very beginning. I was like in this like um, office with this like big, huge, fat white guy. And he's like, okay, show Lou, me what you can do. Lou Pearlman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? And I auditioned for him. Holy shit. Clearly he did not. You dodged a bullet. I know. I know. I've seen that. I was like, uh, okay. But, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, he uh, discovered. Um, <laughs> O-Town? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brooke Hogan. Wow. Friend of the. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> of the no. Um, so anyways. Yeah. Yeah. What a whirlwind. What about you? Do you have any like uh, specific moments? I don't know. I remember like I, I like I said, I had crazy stage fright. So I definitely have a lot of vivid memories of like not auditioning for things because I was too scared. And then finally one year, my mother directed the school play and just like Uh-oh. fucking shoved me Uh-oh. out there. It was Robin Hood Men in Tights made into <gasps> like a stage musical. I think she might have adapted it. I'm not totally <laughs> sure. That. Sounds dope. And everybody, and like she, I remember her like, she was one of those high school drama te- or <clears throat> elementary school drama teachers that like would stay up late like sewing costumes for the kids doing way more like, than what they're getting paid for that, exactly. yeah. I'm not even sure she was paid yeah, unclear totally totally and so she would like she made all these like horse outfits where like the guy's legs were like the back legs of the horses and the front legs were like oh my God, weird that's and so cute. and like so that was what all the nights were like and I remember being cast as the bouncing ball and being like what the fuck so I literally was in a little tap outfit spoiler alert I cannot tap dance <laughs> <laughs> a little tap outfit with a little bow tie and a top hat and I came out and held up a bunch of cue cards and then literally like held up a big orange ball and like jumped behind the words like it was a whole th- I don't know my mother is an insane person that sounds brilliant I think I was very good but I remember having this vivid memory of being so scared backstage and then like walking out and hearing like the applause and going oh and then I was a fame monster from that time <laughs> I couldn't help. I was like, oh, I'm a star. And from then on, just like been doing theater and performance my whole life. Have I told the story of when um, uh, Daniel, who was (laughs) my, um, he was like a friend and well. Did he whip the battery at you? He whipped the battery at me. Yes, you have told that story. story. (laughs) He whipped a battery at me like it was uh, in Christmas break (laughs) of eighth grade. And it hit me right below the eye and gave me a black eye, Mm -hmm. right? So it gashed my eye open. And I just, um, I, cause I had been doing theater for so long, whatever. And, uh, I just went straight into roasting Daniel and I'm like bleeding <laughs> profusely and they're getting rags and all the kids are like, you know, it's that thing where you're like, we were all playing LOL. And then you're like, Oh yeah, something, fuck, something real happened. Is someone permanently blind? Like what's going on? And so I just went into fucking roasting Daniel in front of everybody. And then I remember my neighbor, Tyler was like, I was like, yo, you're funny when you're like pissed off. <laughs> and that's like Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> John, you are Matilda. I remember like it, like keeping that with me. And then I think it it adds to matinee so much. It's mm-hmm. like I kind of engineer myself into situations where I have no control over what's gonna go on. And then I just roast everything that mm-hmm. flops around me. And I think that really was like a turning point in me understanding like my own yeah. Know, strength as like comedy. So I'm just like, let me just jump into this situation. And right. any, if anyone around me starts to do a bad thing, I'll just fucking put them on black. Right. You know how to do it. You have experience. On the <laughs> or, um, there's an art to roasting. For sure. Yeah. My family is very thick your in that. I don't believe a, that. Your family's brutal. But it's good because like it gives you a thick skin and it, it shows does. Like, my dad always be like, you need to have like uh like an itinerary in the back of your head of reads for everyone in the room just in case someone steps oh out of line. Someone <laughs> walks in and you like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I'm now I'm think I'm like what, yeah, do, you, like, what do you have on, on me so I know I'm in a safe right I know now. I'm in a safe space <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like always that thing like okay I see that hole in your shirt like oh I see that there oh I see God. this I see that like if you want to step online I am unprepared I'm so unprepared my favorite go to is if you're caught in a pickle but you need to read someone real quick you just call out something really random about them you're like alright with your fucking left elbow like if you're like okay come over here fucking ankles and then that person will immediately be like what's, what's wrong, wrong with my ankles 
My left elbow. You're a demon. What, you have to. So oh, you evil. gotta shake him up. You gotta shake him up. Mm. Fucking forehead. Like wow. All right, There's elf. an art to it. All right, fucking I'm glad earlobe. You, I'm glad you like me. The episode of Blackish when they're like he's teaching his son how to roast. Oh, and it's almost like, you know how like Terminator where they're like look and they're like stain yeah. and it's like a stain on your shirt. Like the shirt is untied yeah. and like pimples on your face. And it's like the son is like looking at everything on them to get ready to roast. That's you. Oh my gosh. You are the But I'm not boy. mean. I'm not mean. No. I have my mom. <laughs> oh my God. Um, all right. And then everyone at the table dies. <laughs> all right. We have one more. Uh, is this me? Yeah. This is from Damage Bottom. Hey. To the bag. Your name makes me uncomfortable, but I still enjoy you. Love it. He, look him up. He does porn. It's great. He's very sweet. He's been coming to shows a lot. He hey. kind of popped up out of nowhere. And he's so he's local. To everything. Mm. So local. Good to know. Local right. Damage Bottom. Yeah. Hi. Um, he said, how do you come up with slash draw inspiration for performances? Oh. Debbie? Oh, so... Uh, we uh, we all have our <laughs> put on the spot. Come alive. So we we all have our aesthetics for mm-hmm. our performances and our for our, our characters that we've created in drag. I uh, remember you know growing up a lot uh, with with my grandmother watching musicals and listening to fifties and sixties music, and yeah. that is definitely. Um, you could see that in my drag, like that. Like I'm always trying to be that like '50s pinup type of yeah. character, type of person. Um, With the Mickey Mouse ear, in my Mickey Mouse, in ears, and out of drag, yeah, <laughs> in, in and out of drag. Like it's definitely something that uh, that stuck with me. You know what I mean? Um, I grew up watching Disney movies, and I grew up, you know, on Mickey Mouse, and I, and I grew up watching musicals and '50s and '60s music, and that is always a great inspiration for for any at least costumes that I'm putting together and looks that I want to do. Um, as far as performances, you know, uh, it. I'm not going to lie, depending on where, where I'm at, because um, you're allowed to do certain things at some spaces and you can't do mm-hmm. things at other spaces. So if I'm at like Hydrate Nightclub, I was like, okay, well, they want top 40. They want this. They want that. Um, if I'm at Berlin, I could literally do whatever the fuck I want mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it just like you just draw from the things that make you happy, I guess. Yeah. I'm always thinking about what I can get away with versus what the space. Well, wants. speaking of it, yeah, speaking yeah. of it, it's like always, how far can it's I take always this? better to ask forgiveness than ask permission because if you ask permission, I like permission. <laughs> He's like over here sweating <laughs> suddenly. Yeah, like people making messes. <laughs> I feel I mean, like, to a certain I, extent. Yeah. yeah. Safety, safety aside, content sure. wise yeah. and thought wise, I don't know. But you want to make your producers happy too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. I mean, I think for me, I'm always like knowing my audience. I like to know like mm. what's the demographic or like what's the type of stuff that yeah. they like. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to play a lot on like nostalgia. Like obviously I like 90s and mm-hmm. like 80s and 90s stuff. What? But I always like <laughs> to do like a throwback that's like, oh, like as soon as someone hears it, they're like, oh my God, this was my song back then. I'm like, oh my God, I love this song. The or, second like, it comes <laughs> on, everyone's like snapping <laughs> well, your yeah, performance. That's and what I love. Yeah, yeah, I love to like, when I perform a song like... I whatever energy the audience is giving me, like I'm giving them right back, or I try mm-hmm. to. So I try to just kind of play on people's kind of like nostalgia yeah, <laughs> references, absolutely, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, other than that, my inspiration is always like I watch so much TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love watching TV, Trashy and then it's like I always try to look out for like whatever award show. I look for the performances after oh, to see like yeah. what performances there are. Like when the Billboard Awards came out, Paula Abdul had this like amazing performance, and I, I was like in my head, oh I'm my like, god, that I was, was like, amazing. Yeah, I was like in my head, I'm like I'm doing Paula Abdul soon, and I'm like trying to come out with like a snake outfit to do like cold hearted. Oh, nice. <laughs> so like I'm trying, even if it's a girl song or boy song, I'm just like I want to take that and like make it tenderoni like mm-hmm. type of thing. So yeah, for sure. Anytime I see something on TV, I'm just like, oh, I should do that or I should do this, and also like hanging out with like 
all kind of dem- demographics. Like, I was just home for a week hanging out with my parents, mm-hmm. and we listened to, like, so much music, and I was like, oh, my God, I should perform this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're out of your element, so you kind of get, like... Not if you buck. Or, like, I was also at Yolo Cali, which is, like, a, um, a school mm-hmm. in um, Little Village, and I went to a class there. I was, like, posing for them. Oh, yeah. What is um, it? What is the school? Yolo Cali is, like, an art school. Yolo in, Cali? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's got awesome programs. Um, one of my friends, his name is Todd Dieterich. He does videos for Naomi Small. Yeah. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Small as well. He teaches a photography class there, and it's like all like low income like students that like like high school. Mm-hmm. High school students are like four, like fourteen to like sixteen, mm-hmm. and he teaches them video and photography. But these kids are so talented; mm-hmm. they're like doing all these like That's crazy like stuff. Yeah. They had like and he little, brought in a fucking drag king. Yeah, for these kids. That's He's like, cool. yo, you want to come in? You could be a visiting artist. Like they pay you, yeah. they give you like a an amount, and then they're like you can just come in. And then basically, I got a mini photo shoot with each one of his students. That's awesome. <laughs> That's super. It was cool. awesome. But they were and playing all get- this music there, and I was like, oh my god, like I should perform this. Yeah, I should yeah, perform yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like you get I get um kind of ideas from wherever I am. But those kids were amazing, so talented. Um they come up with so many cool like I was doing shoots with them and they're like, Can you hold this disco ball? And then they're like putting a laser on it and then putting mm-hmm. a filter over the lens and they came out with these crazy like super oh, yeah, 70s those like glamour were shots. So good. <laughs> I was I like, loved uh, it. These and then you get to like post this fucking high schoolers shit on your and was, Instagram exactly. and they're like gag. And yeah. one of their pictures was fe- I was just featured on the World of Wonder like Trans- yeah. mm-hmm. one of their pictures was on the oh, article. So awesome. then I sent it to them. I was like, look, you're now a published like photographer. Yeah, your profile. It was awesome. They were, they were super excited. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I had an art teacher once that just said like being an artist isn't about what you're making. It's about the way that you see the world. And I really feel like you just like hit the nail on the head. It's <laughs> like you just get inspired by everything that you're seeing and that's the way to do it. Yeah. I love it. Do we have any more on that one? Where else do we uh, draw inspiration from? I don't know. I feel like... Crying. Crying. Excuse me. (laughs) The crying is a result, not part of the process. How dare you? But like, honestly, honestly, if I'm... No, but like, true. When I'm listening to a song that I'm like thinking about whether it's going to work to perform and I start to well up while I'm performing it or like if I'm lip syncing it in my car and I get like that feeling that you get when you're about to cry, I'm like, oh, maybe this is like a song that I should do because that's like the niche of where I go. I just want to like have let the audience have that feeling and that catharsis. And so if I'm feeling it, I know that I can project it while it's happening. This is a weird thing that we do connect on that it's in such a different way because if I'm watching a comedy special or if I'm watching something that's um, someone performing that's just really good and they're nailing it, I start to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, I don't know, it's like a celebration cry. It's because it's like the, a, the emotion is so much that your body yes, can't contain it's it. It's like a pride and like you're doing a really good yep. job and just the way, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. I, I get these weird just like emotional cries of like, I'm so proud of what's going yeah. on. Like for you but it has nothing to do with <laughs> yep. me but yeah if I really feel like someone's like nailing it I'll just start like crying on the side and I try not to let people see me I'm like I look like a dork but whatever I love that for you <laughs> everybody's looking a different way misdirection misdirection yeah, oh, I got something like, in my lap wait, say <laughs> yeah. yeah say something me yeah. no <laughs> you can't help but you're just a little squishy heart at core the worst the worst alright that brings us to the end I do believe the end of the but there's more champagne, right? But there's oh, more yeah. champagne. <laughs> we'll finish up. Uh, uh, Tinderoni, where can they find you online? And uh, is there anything you have coming up that we need to know about? Um, you can find me at Tenderoni88 on Instagram. And oh, this will come out Monday. Um, I am at Hamburger Mary's every first Thursdays for Mary Contrary. And, um, you know anything for Market Days? Yes. Uh, oh, it's coming out this Monday? Yeah. Oh, t- okay. Tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow. Market yeah. Days, you can catch me at Drag Matinee. Market hey. Days with the Princess and Demita Sanchez. And then Sunday, you can catch me at Rampage, which is Circuit Moms. Um, nice. Circuit Party t- targeted towards AFAB and queer people. That's so it's like the first rad. event. It's going to be I a House of Blues. <laughs> It'll be a House of Blues. It's going to be awesome. So nice. me and Kat Sass are co-hosting. Yeah, true story. True story. Nice. Uh, where can we find you and what's coming up? Debbie. Uh, Instagram, it's Debbie Fox underscore. Um, this is filming. Well, it's just, 
What, what, what day is it? Sunday? It'll, yes. Oh, okay, so uh, Camp on Kiki is coming out uh, Wednesday. on Wednesday. So if you guys want to watch Camp on Kiki, uh, you go to YouTube. Or I will be hosting viewing parties at Hamburger Mary's every Sunday for the next nine weeks. Oh, nice. And at Replay on Wednesday. Oh, wow. When it's open to the public uh, for the next nine weeks as well. So Hamburger Mary's. Sunday. Oh my God, I have so much stuff. Hamburger Mary's <laughs> on Sundays. Monday is my only day off. I, I host Tattoos at Replay. That's why I got my first tattoo. Yeah. My only tattoo. I should um, and then Wednesdays, I'm hosting viewing parties uh, for Camp Kiki at Replay as well, starting at 7 o'clock. And then I jump behind the bar and I bartend and drag for the rest of the night. Uh, and then Thursdays, I'm at Progress. And then Friday and Saturday, I'm just slinging drinks at Replay, bartending. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, all right. I am T-Rex in Chicago. Uh, we have market days this week. Uh, Tenderoni will be there. Um, Lucy Stool, Cat Sass. Mm-hmm. There's a whole operation going on. <laughs> Princess. It's going to be a lot. Um, also it. on it's the Brokeback the- Mountain poster. Oh, yeah. It's like Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, fun fact, my mom, listening to this, my mom called Brokeback Mountain Bareback Mountain. <laughs> Which we discovered is Brilliant. an actual porn. Well, yes. Well, yes. And because bareback is how you, like, ride a horse. Like, that's the original. <laughs> Name for it. It's like right. a type of way. So my mom, of course, the term like I love that you're explaining mind. this to it me right now. In her mind, but didn't know that it means to have unprotected gay sex. Oh my god! So my mom called it bareback mountain. Moving on. On the Sue's your legend. The she 20th, is a legend. On the twenty fourth, we have uh, bareback pearl. We'll be there. Uh, uh, Manhey, uh, aka Roxanne, will be her character Roxanne with a prosthetic. It's gonna be fucking insane. On the twenty eighth of September, we have. Juno Birch from Manchester, United Kingdom. And on the 21st of September, we have Mystery Matinee. The entire cast is going to be a mystery. Uh, no, Beyonce will not be there. Don't get your fucking hopes too high, but the entire cast is going to be a mystery. I'm at Drag Matinee uh, September 7th. Yes, you are. Yeah. AAA. Excited about that. Uh, all right. I am lucky.stiff on Instagram. I am luckystiff2. That's the number two on Twitter. Um, I'm at twirl on Tuesday at my buddies, which is super cute. Tender's done it. It's a my, buddies, my, buddies, my, my buddies, my buddies, my buddies, my buddies, my buddies. It's a super cute, like, dinner, drag, drinks, like, extravaganza in the back room of this bar. It's super fun. Um, and then on the 11th, I'm doing the This Free Life um, Kiki for Market Days. And then, whoop, whoop. And every third Friday, I am at Berlin with Cat Sass for Goddess. It's Goddess Love Riot on the 16th. What does that mean? Love Riot. It's like an army of lovers cannot lose. It's a a Queer Nation slogan from ages and ages ago. Is someone performing what? Army of Love. I don't know yet. Do you know Army of Love? But chances are, chances are good. Curly, yeah, Yeah, Curly. I love that song. She's like an Estonian artist. I will say, honestly, honestly, you'll have to come and find out. Oh, mysterious about that. And then, on the, the <laughs> and then on the 17th is Muse, which is the 1950s variety show that I co-produced with uh, Jimmy Swaggerty and Boobs Radley. And I'm super, super excited. I love the 50s. Uh, that was when you were at your prime, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? Are we good? Trey is hand gesturing at me. Oh, <laughs> mime. All right. And that's the team. That's the team. <laughs>